Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch a bandit run. All right, welcome in. Three dudes with a view, Thursday edition, our last show of the week. Tomorrow, this time, this station, Jim Ross with Inside Middle Tennessee. And we will be back with you on Monday morning. Uh, I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Are you out there driving the bus somewhere? I don't see him on the board yet. Okay, Coach Mike. Yes, Coach sir. Mike. Yes, sir. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hey, Clayton, how are you, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Now, if uh, are, are you planning on going down to see Kalioka play in Chattanooga this afternoon? Yes, sir. I'll be leaving here in just a little while, but I'll be in the station here shortly. All right. We'll see you in a few minutes. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Happy Thursday, man. Happy Thursday, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Regular special guest dude on Wednesdays and Thursday, Debbie Matthews. How are you? (laughs) Good morning, guys. Glad to be here. All right. And we have a a frequent and special guest on this friend of the station, Um, today uh representative scott specky how you doing good morning everybody how you doing all right we got a crowd we got a good crowd now folks what we're talking about is the Kalioka girls softball team soccer, soccer team soccer, soccer team. team thank you people i'm having a bad moment a bad moment oh, that's a plain old delt moment yeah, yeah okay okay I, I think you're right you haven't gotten to biden yet i try to speak while i'm thinking forward to where i'm going next and usually trial lawyers are pretty good at that but uh you know it's funny Del, because when you said that everybody in Kalioka who was listening all screamed at the radio yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, bet I bet you they have a good softball team too though mm-hmm. they actually do yeah, yeah. yeah. all right this, but right now it's girls soccer and it's amazing i went out to Kalioka the other day and to when they had a, what they call a clap out where the girls' soccer team went through the halls of the entire school, and and Kalioka's a K through twelve, all right there under one roof, and everybody from the K's to the twelves came out and were just and their teachers and were just cheering those girls as they went through the school out to the cars uh, where they were leaving for Chattanooga uh, day before yesterday, and it, it was a sight to see, and it was really fun. And so they played. Who did they play? Coach Mike Lyle is on the board. Who did yeah. they play uh, yesterday? They they played against uh, Crosstown. Crosstown, and, and they won three to two in overtime. Uh, double, double overtime. Double overtime. Wow. Where's and, Crosstown? Where do y'all know where Crosstown uh, is? I know where Crossville. It's, it's, it's a charter school out of Memphis. It's okay. Downtown Memphis. Okay. okay. This is this is single A uh, state girls soccer, and. Uh, and so there eight. There were eight teams in the finals. Today there are four, right? And it's single elimination. So Kalioka is in the final four. They win this game. Uh, they go on to the final, final game. Final game. Championship game. Championship game. Wow! Uh, if they lose, they come home. Yeah. So there you go. But it is it is and, exciting. Uh, they're scheduled to play Merrill Hyde high school uh clayton i'm not i'm not sure where merrill hyde is from and what their situation is but uh, it's, a, it's another uh, charter slash uh you know uh classical type school up in the i think it's up in uh up around hendersonville in that area okay it's uh yeah so that, that's where they're from but they right. they defeated alcoa yesterday one nothing wow Okay. Well, uh, and coach, I'm getting a message here from uh, Ron Hart that uh, he he wants to he can if we want him to, and of course we do. We want him to make up a little time with us because he had to leave early. So if you'll send him a Zoom invite, okay, maybe he'll come on with us. I know he's out there <clears throat> converting some people to the SEC this morning. I saw that on his post. 
I missed that. What's going on, Debbie? He was with some people in Georgia. I think they were, uh, one was a Wolverine and one was somewhere else, and he's converting them to the SEC. I got you. That's that's not hard. I'm I'm just telling you, folks. (laughs) I've been to the big house, and I've been to Nayland Stadium, and there's no comparison. I know, right? I mean, there's absolutely no I want to also say... As a real estate agent, our unit schools, Cullioca, Santa Fe, and Hampshire, sell our community. There's very few unit schools left in the country, and I think we're fortunate enough to have three here. So not only does Cullioca's soccer team shine, but the school itself shines, and we need to try to protect them as small schools. Debbie, I, I, must, I, I was there less than an hour. It's my first visit in Cullioca School in years. I think I went out there to a few ball games years ago, and uh, – uh, students, teachers, smiling, enthusiastic, engaged. Yep, yep, yep. That was my impression. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could have unit schools completely all over the county? There are, there are six in the state. I say of six in the whole state, and three of them are here in Murray County. I know, that, and we have to fight to keep. But it would be cool if we had smaller schools all over this, the county, less travel. Uh, okay, but I, yeah. I will. I will. You need warn the you. revenue to support them, though, Debbie. I understand. Well, I, I, well there's a will, there's a way. Murray County's not big enough to, to support unit schools. Our counties are not big enough to support unit schools always. Murray, Murray County is having a tough time for years doing that. Well, I, I just forewarned this for, forearm to the people at Hampshire. The scuttlebutt I hear is that. Hampshire is the next sort of in the sights for closure. Well, they've been in the sights before. Yeah, they've been they've in been the sights when I was on the school and, uh, board, and people riled yeah, up and, and fought and it off. Kind of so. weird about it, but nobody was trying to close Hampshire. But well, the problem got to look at the cost of <clears throat> educating kids across the county, not just one school. Well, the, the problem you get into is the geographical makeup of Murray County. You get a kid, let's say from from the uh, far western side of Murray County, and they're going to have to go to Mount Pleasant or, or Columbia. They're going to be on the bus on a bus route for maybe two hours. It's ridiculous. And that's that's just too long. And so we, we have set some guidelines at the state level of how long a student can be on a bus for, for pickup and drop-off. And so that's why we have our unit schools right now is because of the geographical makeup. You just can't have a kid on a bus that long. And our unit schools perform very well. They yeah, I can't the feasibility, being on. Scott, the feasibility of having AP classes and the classes as comparable to your larger schools in the county is, is not there. And that's the problem. A lot of those kids, they go up to maybe the, the the ninth grade, and then they start coming to the larger schools. Well, Mr. York, that's not true. That is, that's not true. <laughs> because, that has changed. <laughs> because the, these uh, uh, Hampshire and stuff, they do offer AP courses, but we did pass a law where now kids can take AP courses online. So they can they can take an AP course from the best math teacher in the state Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in, and, and sitting right there in Hampshire, Tennessee. Well, as, as a teacher from one of those unit schools, I was yeah, at Cully Coach for Mike Lyle, folks, is Cully uh, for nine retired years. T- retired teacher, uh, English and, uh, teacher from Cullioca School. We had, we had AP courses. Mm-hmm. We had dual enrollment courses. I taught a dual enrollment speech course that if uh, you, you went through, you got your high school credit uh, as part of that, but you also, if you passed your test uh, uh, and, a, and a speech that was graded by a college professor, uh, then you also got three hours of college credit, uh, and it was uh, it, not necessarily an AP type, but it was a dual credit that any school in, in Tennessee would accept that credit. And there were several. There was criminal justice. There was speech. There was uh, a couple of history courses. Uh, there were uh, English courses. Mm-hmm. Um but we, yeah, so, I think I was so a pioneer in that program, Coach Mike Lyle, but it wasn't so uh, organized back in my day. I just went out to see uh, Dr. Paul Sands yeah. and said I'd like to enroll in a couple of courses. I was a senior in high school, and I did, and it was a it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. But so. speaking of the cost of schools, uh, Scott Specky is usually, and I'm sure he'll be back tomorrow with Jim Ross. But uh, he what he what he's uh, here about today, I think what what he wants to talk about, and we want to hear about is uh, funding for education in Tennessee. Of course, he is in the Tennessee State Legislature. He's chair of the Subcommittee on Education. And uh, so uh, Tennessee schools are going to be getting some additional funding now, right, Scott? That's absolutely right. We've, uh, you know, over the last, I've been up there for four years, two terms. And in those four years, we've increased, first of all, we've increased pay for teachers almost half a billion dollars in the budget. Um, we continue to do that, and that's not a, that's not even a reflection over the last 10 
10 years of how much money has been invested in, ed- in education. Uh, we just put a um, um, billion dollars into a new funding formula to give more money and more local control over education to all the different LEAs, the local education associations across the state. That would be a school board, right? A school board. Yeah. uh, Giving them more autonomy and freedom at first to make sure that that they have the flexibility to do what they need to do. Uh, Governor and the General Assembly just put half a billion dollars also into career technical, where every high school will get a million dollars this year for their career technical uh, upgrades, and every middle school will get half a million dollars. Wow. Uh, We've also put more money into mental health with the $200 million mental health trust fund. I know you've heard heard me talk about this on Fridays, but since COVID, the kids coming back into the classroom were having more problems with discipline. Something's happened there when they've gone home to be alone for that year, and the kids are coming back, and a lot of them are having trouble readjusting to the classroom. So we've put in an additional $200 million for mental health. <clears throat> for places like uh, Pinewood Springs right here in, in, in Murray County. Yeah, you've spoken about that before. Interesting I, uh, concept. So uh, we're working with Pinewood Springs to provide the necessary training for our teachers, not not to be the mental health professionals, but to but to teach them to look for the telltale signs of a child that, that's, that's in, in distress or in trouble. And so we're trying to have those private partner, uh, uh, private public partnerships w- w- with local entities and we're trying to spread that across the state to make sure our kids have all the resources at hand, making sure that our parents are always brought into the loop and making sure what's, what the parents are, are, are knowing exactly what's going on. But, you know, we've made all kinds of investments. And, and you know, I was, I was driving yesterday and, and heard a comment come out that, you know, Republicans are cutting this and cutting that. And I'm just going to run down a quick list of the things that, that we've been a part of, that I've been a part of for the last four years. Um, so let me start with this. Healthcare. Uh, we changed the way we do 10 care in Tennessee. We are the only one in the country that does a block grant where we split the savings. We run our health care program without the federal government's interference. And whatever savings we get from efficiencies, we split and we give half the money back to the federal government. We keep the other half. We're going to have $300 million dealt to be able to invest more into 10 care, wow. which is going to help us expand it to more children and more mothers. And we know what happened with Roe v. Wade. We are already preparing to cover all children that need it in Tennessee under 10 care to make sure that they get the health care they need and we're going to expand that to all pregnant mothers that if they can't get health care we're going to cover them under Tennessee health care to make sure that they get the the uh, prenatal care that they need um, we've put over a billion dollars into roads and infrastructure uh, Van Boshears you see a lot of the construction going around right now in middle Tennessee um, and so we put more money into there. I know we're up against a hard break. Why don't, we, why don't we break it right there, Mike, and then I can come back and finish the list. All right, let's take a break come back. Ron Hart's going to be with us. He had to leave early the other day. He's usually with us on Tuesday. But, uh, Ron, welcome. He's going to give us a little more time today. We're happy to have Columbia's favorite son um, with us. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks, babe. All right. See you on the bed. See yes, you on the bed break. Love this time. Parks Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorSales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder asking for your vote in the upcoming city election. Over the last four years, we've accomplished a lot together. We've seen record-breaking job creation and investment. We've made infrastructure improvements during a time of unprecedented growth. We've led reasonably and responsibly even during difficult times. And we've maintained our momentum while keeping that Columbia charm. But we're just getting started. There's more left to do. Let's be proud of our growing community while working to grow responsibly by ensuring growth is paying for itself. Let's continue with infrastructure improvements so we remain well positioned for the future. Let's keep investing in our public safety and law enforcement communities so that we can remain a safe community. And let's continue to unite behind a common cause of wanting our community to be the very best it can be when it comes to living, working, and raising a family. I'm Chaz Mulder. I'm proud to be your mayor, and I would be honored to have your vote. Committee to re-elect Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tina Adams, Treasurer. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to watch a bandit run. We're back. <clears throat> three dudes with a view. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jimmy Orr. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. Regular special guest dude on Thursdays, Debbie Matthews. Good morning. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. And uh, Ron Hart had to leave us a little early Tuesday, which is his regular day. Native son and favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart's going to give us a little makeup time today. Glad to have you. Yay, Ron. Ron, we can't hear you. Yeah, is this overtime or regular hour? I guess it's overtime. <laughs> yeah, all right, right, right. <sighs> Excuse me. And our guest today, uh, he usually is on with Jim Ross on Fridays. That is this time, this station, tomorrow morning. But uh, he came in today, uh, and what he wants to talk about is not only expanded funding for education in Tennessee, 
but expanded funding for a number of things in Tennessee uh, that has occurred under the Republican uh, majority Republican, supermajority Republican legislature, Republican governor. And what's happened in Tennessee is we have had good, responsible government responsibly managing our finances for a number of years. And what has this left us? A surplus. And now not now using a reasonable portion of that a reasonable portion of that surplus we are addressing concerns and needs that need additional funding and so scott i'll let you pick up where you left off that kind of sums it up doug but that's that's a great that's a great uh, uh, summary of what we're trying to do uh, we've increased uh, money in criminal justice for for programs to help uh, prisoners get the reforms they need to get back into society when they're released we also uh, provide more money now for our our local uh, sheriff's departments that when they uh, have to house a state prisoner we're now paying them more per day to help balance out their budgets we've also just had that grant we talked about a little bit ago about allowing our local sheriffs to pull money down for better pay for better equipment for for better facilities so we're trying to sprinkle that money back to the locals as best we can um, I talked about the, the half a million dollars into our high schools and our middle schools for career technical programs. Insurance reforms, we have now telehealth that is now permitted and used all across Tennessee as people can, now we can reach out in the rural communities and provide better health care into our rural communities. Uh, I carried a bill yes, last year for the speakers on pharmacy benefit manager reforms. So our local independent pharmacies can get paid the money that they need and they deserve on, on the services that they're providing so they weren't getting squeezed from the big insurance companies to allow our independent pharmacies. And in Murray County, we have a bunch of them. We do. Yeah, that, that now they can survive yeah, and they can I've, thrive. I, I love Holland's Pharmacy. I do my business yeah, me there. me too. And that's, yeah. that's, that's one of the most important relationships you need to develop is with your pharmacist because right. people take a lot of drugs these days for, for health care. Uh, we provided more money for our Department of children services workers they are grossly underpaid and overworked trying to expand those numbers as we have more and more children that are filtering into the dcs system uh, we've increased our pay for our correctional officers to make it more competitive we are starting to see an influx of now correctional officers coming from outside the state wanting to be a correctional officer in tennessee because of our pay Ooh, talk about a hard job it's a hard job we've also increased our pay for our state troopers uh, we've also increased the number of our state troopers of 100 this year. We put 100 more state troopers uh, into our academy so that they can come out and help help our fentanyl, help our drug, our drug and sex trafficking that's coming across our highways in Tennessee and make sure we stop that. Uh, we also added uh, the $200 million into mental health so that uh, private entities and public entities can come and pull it down and use it to help uh, in introduction of uh, interdiction of mental health issues. And then lastly, we talk about it all the time that, that you know, the grants that come locally, uh, we've had over lastly in the last two years over $400 million in grants for local cities and, and counties to help them in the things that they need to expand. So because of the fiscal nature uh, of, of conservative allocating of our funds, we post these surpluses and therefore we're able to give money back in these programs. We can't give a tax refund because we don't have, how about that, we don't have a state income tax. But we have a way to give money back to the locals and allow the community leaders, your county commissions, your city councils, your aldermen, that that they're able to allocate the money in their communities. And so it goes back to the initial thing that we always talk about up in Nashville is it always matters who leads. Because when that money filters back here, depending on who's leading, then therefore that's how that money's going to be allocated. A- so. Amen. There you go. All right. There you go. Mr. York, Ron, y'all got questions? Comments? Well, uh, you know, Scott, you've said before uh, the grant money. Where where is the money coming from? How much m- money? Uh, how much is that? Is federal federal grants? Looks like I saw about seventeen million of it was from the federal government, and you know, forty cents of every dollar that we spend comes from the federal government. So you said we got a big surplus, and I know Tennessee has always had a surplus. Mm-hmm. And what are we doing no, about that's not true. kids no, it, that are in foster no, care? No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, never had a I was a state employee under uh, the, the last Democratic – no, wasn't the last, but next to the last Democratic governor we had, a Democratic 
legislature, and the state was dead broke, and I didn't get a raise for four years. Well, there was a, uh, <coughs> and I'll answer your question, Mr. York, because it, you, you kind of got interrupted, and I'll, I'll ask, ask you to answer, ask it again. But the last time we had major cuts in our government was under Phil Bredesen when he had to cut people off of ten care. Yeah, because Phil Bredesen was because the budget wasn't <coughs> budget wasn't there, and I'll never forget that uh, S show. Because I was working as an assistant U.S. attorney then, of course, in the federal courts in Nashville all the time. And the uh, Bredesen proposed a reform. Basically, he went to 10 care, which would drastically change the way health care was paid for and managed mm-hmm. in Tennessee, whatever. And it, it was because the state was broke. broke. And, uh, and he said, okay, we're going to take the money we have and spend it as best we can well the democrats and it just went crazy and brought this massive federal lawsuit uh which you know i wasn't a part of it but i was passing it on the halls talking to the lawyers talking to the clerks every day you know and they were just having a hissy fit and so finally they reached a compromise where the state agreed to lease or buy an office building in downtown nashville they put 200 lawyers in it, along with complete support staff, secretaries, paralegals, whatever. And the compromise was that these 200 lawyers, if somebody you know was out there dying because they weren't getting their medicine or some device that they needed because of this change to the health care system, uh, that the the case would be heard and handled immediately so that nobody would sit out there waiting on a court to have to rule while they weren't getting life-saving medications or treatments of some kind it stayed open three weeks there were two there were no cases filed Hmm. so so mr york they shut it down fired 200 lawyers mr york go ahead and ask your question i'm sorry i didn't get to hear yeah i'm sorry but what what were we doing about the 600 kids that's in the dcs now what are we trying to acquire a hotel or knock out a wall at the dcs and get them from sleeping off the floor that's yeah that's a great that's a great point i'm glad you brought that up uh dcs we have a problem because we don't have facilities we don't have the foster care homes we don't have the facilities to house these kids in and we have kids right now sleeping on the floors in our dcs offices uh government operations right now the committee up in nashville is working with dcs on that to try to acquire more living spaces expand foster care uh relax some of the rules in foster care where they can ha- they can have more than one child or two children uh look at the age the age restrictions on foster care um like i said i think i, I was here with you uh, a bit ago talking about adoption because i'm 56 years old i'm not a prime candidate for adopting children in tennessee they want to give them to someone younger and my argument to dcs was was wait a second I've raised two children. My wife and I are very stable. It's a good environment to put a kid into. And well, so, foster care. Uh, or at least foster care. Yeah. And so we're trying to answer your question, Mr. York. It is all hands on deck right now. We have a crisis in DCS. That's why we increased the pay for the workers to try to make it more attractive for people to get in there. We are working in education with higher ed to try to create more pathways of people to gain entrance into those social worker type jobs so that we can have not only more social workers and more case workers in DCS, but we also created a grant program for our local school system, which I think Murray County has taken advantage of, to where they can have a full-time person to do nothing but recruiting here from, from Murray County schools to address teachers, social workers, guidance counselors, school psychologists, anything that they need. We've, we're trying to create money for them to be able to do this so there's no local tax burden. And the only reason why we're able to do that, Mr. York, is because of the, number one, the economy we have in Tennessee is basically at the state level is driven off of sales tax revenue. And let me tell you something. People are spending a lot of money in Tennessee right now. So the economy is good. And uh, according to the reports yesterday, it 
GDP went up, what, 2.6%? Yeah, in spite of all the policies from the federal government, we are still pushing through in Tennessee. And that's what's got us so attractive to other states. Um, our, our TennCare program, that the block grant I've talked about, there are now six other states that are going to ask Centers for Medicaid Services, CMS, to allow them to have a block grant, too, because they've seen how efficient Tennessee has done it. Not where we're cutting programs or cutting services, it's because we're eliminating all these the all the bureaucracy and healthcare is now between the patient and the doctor and now we're just providing the money in there to make sure it flows and works and we're actually returning money. How about this? We're returning money to the federal government saying, here's your half, we'll keep our half and now we're going to expand coverage to cover more children and more expected mothers. There you go. Now uh one of the things you talk, I think you talked about that, didn't you, Mr. York? Murray County now has a recruitment and retention mm-hmm. position yeah. in this yeah. public school system. In the schools. Yeah. That's brand new, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's a brand new position. You, yeah. You're going to have to have that. You're going to have to change the way we do things in education, marketing, trying to attract teachers. Let's face it, you know, if you have a job fair in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, or Wisconsin in January, we should be sending people to those job fairs from Tennessee saying, hey, come to Tennessee. Even if we pay you the exact same amount of money, it's there's no right. state income tax. Right. Plus, let me tell you something. Our January is a lot better than Michigan's January. They can sell that snowblower. Oh, those good. Make them you know? And right. so that's what yeah, we're The best way to do that, Scott, is sell the executives who are in higher tax brackets to move to Tennessee. I mean, yeah. The workers will be fine. Everybody's going to be fine there. But the, the, the CEO and those people with the high income, especially ones, ones going to have a liquidity event. I see a lot of moves to Chattanooga a lot of times, right, from Georgia or, mm-hmm. or some state that does have an income tax. It's inefficient. But, you know, to me, Democrats, they, they will move to Tennessee for a liquidity event. So they're, they're the ones that will bring the, the companies with them. You know, they're the decision makers usually. Right. And, and if you bring – and, Ron, you notice, if you bring if you bring those companies here, the workers sure. will follow, the jobs will follow. Right. Yeah. And, and what There will be a ripple effect through the economy. Absolutely. And, and the only thing we have to do – and we, we're kind of breaking this up now and humor me for a second. Everybody talks about workforce, right? Well, it's not workforce anymore. Is we have the work. We need the force. Right. And so that's what we're trying to address in the General Assembly with education is how do we create the next force of workers in Tennessee to take advantage of all the people moving here, all the companies that are moving here. We've got, what, 1,300 jobs getting ready to go in here at the battery plant. We got three three point two percent unemployment, three point eight percent unemployment in the state. Where are we going to get thirteen hundred workers? Exactly. There you go, Scott. I've got a couple of questions, but I, anybody else who's got one, go first or a comment. Well, I was with Art Laffer yesterday. All right, Debbie. Yeah. Of course, he was with the economic advisor for for Reagan and for uh, Trump. But it was it was really He's interesting. very famous. Invented yeah, the Laffer well, Curve. Uh, oh, which fantastic. Is, it's such a lovely a human. A big deal in economic circles. Lovely so. human being. I just wanted to learn all I could. But he was talking about, you know, the consequences of taxes. And uh, I think there's only nine states in the union now or six that do not have a state income tax. And those are the ones that are absolutely mm-hmm. flourishing right now. Uh, because the more you tax, the less revenue you actually have to deal with. You know, he was talking about if you're a high-performance person, but you get penalized because you make too much money and your tax bracket goes up, it actually cuts your incentive to work. Mm -hmm. And when you give someone on the other spectrum money when they didn't have to work, it actually lowers their expectation to ever work. So you end up compressing uh, people in and more taxes coming in, actually. And that's where we are right now. We've got people that have been paid not to work, and they have left the workforce. The, the force is out there, but they're not reporting for uh, unemployment anymore or whatever. They are just out of the workforce uh, because they've had no incentive that's to not, have to work. That's not true, Debbie. It is uh, true, Jim. We've lost 4 million people. people are working unless they have a health problem. This is not true, Jim. We've got people that have completely dropped out of the workforce. They're not reporting as unemployment anymore. They are just gone. The statistics we, support we can't, that. They can't afford to get ta- child care for $7.25 an hour. Hey, hey, when we come back, Ron, can I ask you a question about politics in Georgia when we come back? 
Sure, certainly. And also Jim Nance of CBS fame moved to Nashville because of zero income tax. Yes. There we go. Well, Art Lambert lives here now. Anybody? Absolutely. libertarian right-wingers are moving there. They they can do math. Yes. Yeah, anybody want to make book as to whether or not another woman's going to come forward before the election and say Herschel Walker, father or child? I I think the biggest thing with Herschel is that they're going to find out that 1982, in the the blue blue gray game, he played for the South. That's what they're going to find out. The Hendersonville Republican declared he wouldn't vote for Andy Ogles because he was not a qualified candidate. Well, one person. Well, let's mark that down. I voted for him, and I voted for him. I tell you what, the biggest thing on my mind was... That is a vote against Nancy Pelosi. Absolutely. And that, that is why, I'm, I, if for no other reason, I would have voted for Andy. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Get ready for cold weather with Hiller's Happy HVAC Comfort Bundle. Keep your family warm inside and out. Bundle an HVAC replacement system with a germicidal UV light and an extended 10-year warranty, and we'll include a free solo stove. Or get a free solo stove when you buy a whole home generator or water filtration and descaler. Plus, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 12 months. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm the Republican-endorsed candidate for Columbia City Mayor. Columbia is home, and there's no other place like it. And the city itself is special. But what makes us great are our people. And of course, we've known this all along. Now, the world has taken notice, and everyone wants to move here, so it needs to be protected. And that's why I'm running for mayor, and I'm asking for your vote. We need to control growth and make growth pay for itself. We need to keep Columbia free and open, protecting our small businesses and churches from unnecessary mandates. We need to keep Columbia safe by hiring and maintaining the best police and fire in the state. And we need an economy that works for everyone in a city and a county that works together. There's no time to waste. The future of Columbia is in our hands. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm asking for your vote for Columbia City Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Debbie Matthews Mayor, Ken MacArthur, Treasurer. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? 
We've got a long way to go And a short time to get there I'm eastbound to watch old bandit run Okay, we are back. Three dudes with a view. This is uh, we're, we're winding down our week here tomorrow inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Rawls. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right, dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And uh, regular special guest dude on Wednesdays and Thursdays, Debbie Matthews. Good how morning. You doing? So good. And. Uh, uh, regular special guest dude usually on tuesday but because he missed out on about half the show on tuesday he's giving us a little extra time today columbia's favorite son native son ron hart how you doing man you, your your microphone's cut off ron right now there we go got you now i'm sorry i turned it off there we go yep that's a good idea all right uh scott i think you wanted to ask ron something about politics in georgia georgia uh uh, Ron used to stay there quite a bit, but he's quit doing it as much as possible these days, I think. Uh, hey, hey, Ron, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, got a question for you. So I used to live down in Marietta, Georgia. And, you know, very conservative part uh, of Atlanta, but I don't know how much it is now. But here's my question to you. is Everybody is very concerned about these Senate races coming up. Do you have any kind of take on what's going on in Georgia between Walker and, and Warnock? Yeah, the, they they had him fifty four, like uh, losing, of course, while they're raising money. But in the last poll I saw, that they're tied forty seven forty seven. There is a libertarian in the, in the race that will draw from the Republicans, as they always tend to do. Uh, and they've been pounding Herschel with this, you know, this these negative ads, and he's so likable. He won the debate without a question. I think any any casual observer would think he won the debate. He's just down to earth and commonsensical. He is from a small town. His language is not uh, perfect English. It's, it's but you, you understand what he's saying. Uh, Warnock slick. He's uh, his Atlas shrug. Ayn Rand called him a charismatic. Um, he's smooth in front of the camera, but you don't see him except when he's running. You never see him during the year when he's a senator, etc. He ran over his wife with a Tesla. You don't hear about that much. The Democrats, yeah. Democrats didn't mind it because it was a right. Tesla. But right. The bigger question is, how does a humble preacher have a Tesla? No one ever really asked that question. Well, he also but just uh, let he just also evicted a bunch of his people. Correct. He's a he's a I don't want to call him a slumlord, but he's a he's a, he he. He's a real he's a real estate investor. He was, is, yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. But the article that I read that he uh, was a, a, evicting people for as low as seventy nine bucks or something that was owed. Yeah, something around Ebenezer yeah, I mean, Church. Which I'm, I'm glad Warnock doesn't stoop down as low as many of you all to declare and, and blast him. You know, he's a minister and he's living up to the ideals of being a minister. That's why he didn't trash. Uh, Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is trashing his Minister should do more than lay people. Well, you know, you know the, the question, and this That's is why we passed the law in Tennessee to have well, lay people in the legislature. Where and driving? Well, the, the question then is, you have to ask Mr. Warnock, as you said, he's a he's a minister, right? Right. Do you support abortion? Right. Well, yeah, there was a great opportunity when Herschel in the debate. You know, the the the, the focus group tested line that Warnock used, and again. I'll set up from the beginning. I'm pro-choice, and there was a mistake for them to do that Supreme Court thing the way they did it. They've run on it. That's the only reason Democrats are in this race is because I think the Republicans overreached on that issue. I understand what they did and where their heart is, but I, I just I just think things left for the individual. But anyway, that, that aside, that's what's hurting Herschel. In Georgia, there's the, the strong stance on you know, no exceptions on abortion, Right. So uh, there was a great line in the debate where Warnock does this slick thing where he, he said, I, even though he's a minister, of course, he goes, I think the only people should be in that room, not the government, but the doctor and the, and the, and the patient, the, the mother who's pregnant. The only people should be in that room are the doctor and the mother. And Herschel had a great line. He says, you got to realize there's also another person in that room, a baby. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, he's not really like Oz. Oz wants the doctor, the patient, and a local government official in the room when they make decisions about you abortion. You like government which officials is, everywhere, I, Mr. York. Which is you, don't want that you like them everywhere. Government's so good. Why don't you want them in there? Because that's a personal, like, why are you uh, a pro-life? I'm not. You're not? Oh, Okay. For, for no, what reason? You want that doctor and that female to make the decision. You want government everywhere else 
I want government where it's necessary, and it's necessary in a lot of places. But but back to the the, the statement, government the government's the government has no business in the, in, the, in, the in the medical opera has no business in the medical facility between a patient and their doctor. Government needs to legislate and do what so, they need so to do vaccine, to help the people. Vaccine, vaccine mandates or don't make sense? Vaccine mandates make sense. It saves okay, a lot of people's lives. See, that's what, that's what you have no credibility. You, you take both sides of an issue. Either, either there's no government in the room or there is. You can't pick and choose where you want it. I'm saying if, government if, is necessary at times, Ron, and you know that. You work for Goldman Sachs. Government build, was necessary if to not let you rape people on their finances. You know, you work for Goldman Sachs. I think the free market keeps people from raping other people in their finances. You just can't go do that. Free market competition keeps you from doing that. Government is necessary in a in a reasonable, intelligent society. So that's less of it, the better. So, so Mr. Hart, what is your take? Because I know in in Georgia, if you don't get fifty percent of the vote, you have to have a runoff. Right? Are we headed to yeah. a runoff? You think? I hope not. Uh, the Republican, the Libertarian, will pull two to three percent, and in they say they're tied right now in the polls, which in the momentum is definitely with with Herschel. Uh, the money is coming for Warnock's. Uh, I would say less than ten, fifteen percent from the state of Georgia. The rest right. of it is Hollywood, New York money. Right. They've just come in there. You know, people are starting to see through that. Um, Warnock's slick. I mean, he's slick. He's smooth. He's a good. He's a good orator, and, and Herschel is not. He's likable, and um, I, I think he, I think likability wins out. Over a period of time, in, I in, think in, when the Republican Party selects someone who has no no government experience like and run them like at a not? top state office, that is totally ridiculous. Kind of like Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, community yeah. organizer. Barack Obama community was a community organizer. organizer. He was a United States senator because he worked for two years in, in well, politics well, locally. Well, technically, he had an outstanding job months. for this country. Well, well, He's the reason why we still standing because of his policies to get us out of the dumps. All right. Well, let's, I've got a lot that's to a say good about se- that. That's a I'm good segue, to... folks. To, okay. Let's cover this real quick to Ron Hart's column this week. He has a column that appears in about 60 platforms around the world, whether Internet publication, newspaper publication. He's in Main Street, Murray, local publication here in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, Ron's column usually comes out after Tuesday, but now we're catching him on Thursday, so we got his new column. It's uh, Ron Hart, opinion. Policies of the newly woken left drag down Democratic <laughs> midterm hopes. And, you know, he points out that uh, – well, you tell us, Ron. I mean, I, I, I've been talking about this a lot, probably when you aren't with us myself. So fire away. Yeah, Obama, Obama even warned the Democrats: you can't, you can't focus on the cancel culture. You can't focus on you know vilifying MAGA Republicans. Half the country, he basically says, you got to have a platform with some issues and. You know, uh, I jokingly say in the column, Obama's, you know, now in his 60s, he's got an oceanfront place. He's making seven figures. All of a sudden, Trump's policies start growing him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of funny in that regard that uh, that that's the case. But, yeah, it's, it's just the things that they're doing are silly. Um, one of the things is, you know, the new uh, conservative uh, prime minister of the U.K., Rashi, was it uh, Ricky Cuny, that's uh, – um, Rashi, there was his name. I can't yeah. think of his Shunak. name. Shunak. Shunak. They asked Biden about that, and he said, well, I don't know anything about Jewish holidays. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you're right here. The economy, crime, and the poorest southern border are the big issues. You know, the, right. the you Democratic know, Party used to let a little bit of their crazy out at a time so people could sort of absorb it, but now they've let all their crazy out at once. I mean, it's full crazy out there, and so everybody is seeing it. Well, but, you know, <laughs> Full crazy, crazy. Full crazy. Full crazy is out there. Who's running the Democrat Party, Mr. York? Who who putting those words in those teleprompters for for Biden? Mm -hmm. The people are running the Democratic Party. The desire of the people are running the Democratic Party. Who Who is at the table, Jim? There's the table, many people at the table. And that's the beauty of a good democracy. Many people. We're are a republic, not people. a democracy. I wish you quit saying that. Well, a republic. <laughs> well, Ron writes the economy, crime, and poor southern borders are the big issues of this campaign. It is. But yet, they. I, I think you're right. Bernie Sanders agreed with you basically mm-hmm. in an appearance last weekend. You know that the economy and inflation are the big issues. However, the same day or the next day. Uh, Biden gets on TV 
to uh, go on a jihad about how uh, 13-year-old children should be allowed to have sex change medications and procedures, uh, even without the permission of their parents. Uh, See, full crazy on display right there. I mean, mean, it's full crazy. In what world does it make sense to do that two weeks before an election? They've Uh, always had this underneath, okay? This has always been there. And now they're just throwing it all out there. The the audacity. If you had a transgender child in your family, it would make a difference on how you think. In what world do those teleprompter writers think that that's going to help the midterms? And, and uh, And then today... Biden comes out in favor of more leg room for black people on airplanes. You know, did uh, he say that? Which, yeah, which yeah. is wh- 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 he was talking about how airlines charge fees and the fees for more leg room disproportionately affect African American people than they do white people. And I'm like, Lord. first of all, that's a racist statement in itself. That if I would have made that statement, I'd have been called a racist because you're saying that black people are larger than white people. Come on, folks. It's just it's ridiculous of where they're going right now. How about we do this? Why don't we focus on securing the border? Yes. Why don't we focus on inflation yes. and, and bring that down? Yeah. Why don't we focus on making sure um, that, that our enemies are afraid of us and our friends are friendly with us? Yes. And, and, and just focus on the things that affect all Americans. Well, it's clarifying purpose of government. Great talking points, Scott. It's, Great talking points. Listen, Jim, we have to clarify the purpose of government. It is not for everything. It is for certain things. And they need to do those certain things well. You know, and we're not right now. Let me. Uh, well, if you look at what's happening across the nation, we don't see a, an outstanding uh, activity from the GOP-led states. They have high crime, just yeah, like other yeah, areas no, have no, high crime. No, no Democratic no, cities do. Democratic is, cities is do. Quantifiably lower in Republican-led cities, Mr. York. Quantifiably lower. That's because we didn't defund the police. I tell you what. Nobody I, defunded the police. That's a bogus claim. Um, the city oh, of New boy. York cut it like by $7 billion. Oh, vastly defunded in Portland and They need Seattle. to implement some other programs. Defunded in Philadelphia. Department. Defunded um, in Philadelphia is mayhem right now. Well, speaking of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. I, I'm afraid the Republicans are not going to win Pennsylvania's uh, Senate race. And, and I'm going to tell you why breaking news this just hit the uh, hit the web pennsylvania election official warns midterm results will take days to process exactly oh, so oh, there you go you know france france got rid of all their machines they got rid of early voting they said it's one day for voting and here's your pencil and paper go to it the whole country of france we need to get back to that one days, day yes days with a pencil that is paper. the craziest thing i ever heard to try to create access to voting and let people have a voice. Right You've now, Jim, it, they, they, what does voice. that have to do with counting the votes you for would days? Run Canc- canc- counting a votes for two weeks after you were ever in a public office. All Jim, right, just let me have the Kalioka box and turn it in three weeks late, and yeah. I get to pick the winner. I get to choose and keep feeding it in yeah. there. A- Acting Pennsylvania Secretary of the Commonwealth, Lee Chapman, warned voters Wednesday that processing and counting election night ballots will take days to complete, and no final result will be posted on November 8th. Hey, let That's me, happened in a lot watch, of states in the past. No, no, it has only happened in and 2020. This, and, and, and it's happened Democrats want to roll out this Inflation Reduction Act. Right. Scott, go. Let, let, let me say one thing here. Barbara Cooper, long-serving state representative, passed away. 26 years in the General Assembly, folks. Uh, her service to Tennessee is something that uh, you, you can't, you, you just, you can't ignore. Uh, we wish her, uh, her family the best, and uh, we'll be recognizing her on the House floor of her service to Tennessee. So, great lady, uh, great loss in the General Assembly. There you go, 93 years old, still working away, still running for office. Uh, 96. 93. We looked at it up. We looked it up yesterday, Jim. 93. All right. All right. We're out here, folks. Tomorrow, Inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross and Scott Specky. I imagine will be back with him, as he usually is. And, uh, Ron, we enjoyed having you late in the week. Yeah. And, and, uh, Anytime, my friend. Bye, Anytime. Ron. You keep getting those SEC people now. Keep converting. I will. It's <laughs> awesome. Keep following that bull with a, with a wristband and a, and a sweeper. Yeah, what did Ron say in his column this week? said he's... Uh, uh, Kim Jong Un's got a missile that can hit San Francisco in 37 minutes, but he's not going to worry about it until Kim Jong's got a missile that'll hit an SEC state. So. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Ron. Awesome. Well said. Yeah,
Y'all have a good day. I still think we need to sell California to the Chinese for the national debt. you got to keep Wyoming, Idaho, and South Dakota. I don't yeah, know I don't, we'll, that I mean, one. That's right. We bought-